0: Welcome to mini episode 212 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 22nd of September 2022 and story number one comes from Lily. I went to university in the city of Southampton. Southampton is known for having many haunted buildings due to its age. The Dolphin Hotel is supposedly haunted by four ghosts. We have the Red Lion Pub which lies on a place where the gallows used to be and is also supposedly haunted. I'm a complete sceptic during the day, but a complete believer during the night. When it's dark, and anything can get you. I moved into this house during my second year of university during the height of the Covid pandemic. Of course we were studying from home, but we had signed the contract the previous year, and it would be incredibly difficult to get out of it. Also, I guess we missed the independence that comes with living as a student. It was a three-storey building and had nine bedrooms. It probably dated from around the Victorian era, maybe even later. The living room was on the ground floor and the kitchen could be accessed through a small corridor behind the stairs. There were two bedrooms on the bottom floor. The second floor had four bedrooms and one bathroom. The top floor, my floor, looks as though it was an extension or part of the original attic. It had three bedrooms and one bathroom. My first experience started on the day that we moved in. I lived close to the city where I would be moving to, so I was chosen out of my flatmates to collect the keys so we could move in. Two of my flatmates would be moving in later that day, so I had to go over to the house and stay there until they arrived, so they could get into the house. The first thing I felt after collecting the keys was a deep sense of dread. I was sitting in the living room on the ground floor, and the entire house was silent. There was no real reason for me to feel this dread, but I couldn't get over this feeling. I explored the house for a bit until I got to the cupboard under the stairs. I felt such a deep sense of dread, almost as though if I opened the door I would find something horrible in the cupboard. I worked up the courage to open the door quickly. I felt my breathing quicken. I did find something horrible. The rubbish that the previous tenants had left behind. The relief I felt after discovering that was all that was inside was incredible. I'm not even sure what I was expecting to find. It was a student house. The worst that was going to be there was shopping trolleys, traffic cones, you know, the usual crap that students somehow seem to collect. After this, I must have sat alone in that house for about an hour before my flatmates showed up, and after that, I completely forgot about it. Skip forward to later that night. My flatmates discovered a note in the basement, left by the previous tenants that said, "'Don't drink the water.'" Room 7 is not vacant. This note was hanging from the top of the basement, which was also filled with junk. Of course, that scared the living shit out of all of us. But again, time went by and we all forgot about it. I moved in about a week or so later and the first thing I noticed was that I could hear scratching on the walls. It would run along the wall that I shared with room 7. My room was room number 8. This was unsettling because no one had moved into room 7 yet. I just thought that maybe rats had gotten into the walls and thought nothing of it. The next thing I noticed was that my stuff would go missing. Cooking utensils, pots and pans would disappear. I would ask my flatmates if they had seen them and they would tell me that they didn't have them. I remember distinctly that I had a set of three pans and my smallest pan went missing and didn't return until the day I moved out. I mean, I checked every kitchen cupboard... The dishwasher on top of the cupboards and I could not find it anywhere. When I finally moved out at the end of my third year of university, the saucepan was just sat on top of the fridge as if it had been there the entire time. I think the house put it there, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I would check the cupboards belonging to my flatmates hoping to find the missing items but they would not be there. It was almost as if they had just vanished into thin air. Then I started to notice the shadow people. It was never anything concrete, just flickers of movement in my peripheral vision as if someone had just walked past my bedroom door or the kitchen door, but no one was ever there when I turned my head to look. It was freaky, but I put it down to the light playing tricks. Until my flatmate, who lived in room 7, told me that she was also experiencing these shadow people. The thing is, she had no knowledge of the note left behind by the previous tenants when she had had her experiences. So I can't really provide an explanation for her experiences. Except, of course, for infrasound. Things only got worse from there. I bought one of those air fresheners, you know the kind that automatically sprays when they sense a change in the light? Well, I put this air freshener on the bookshelf that was mounted to my wall, where there was no possible way that it would pick up shadows from my window and it would go off by itself. I would be sitting on my bed, which was on the opposite wall to my bookshelf, and it would go off seemingly at random. I checked the mechanism to make sure it wasn't set on a timer, which it wasn't, and I guess I just put it down to changing light. At that point, something started to trip the fuse to the lights. We could never figure out what caused it, no one had plugged anything in to trip them, but we put it down to dodgy electrics. Then my flatmate started having her experiences, She said that one day she was coming out of her room when the desk chair turned to face her almost as if someone or something was sitting in the chair looking at her as she left the room. I've seen this chair and it doesn't spin by itself. Creepy, but nothing concrete. A few months later, the basement door opened by itself. A little context, this house had only one entrance into the front and back garden which could be accessed by the porch. The basement could not be accessed from inside the house. But it instead opened from the outside. We had lost the keys to the basement but had ensured that it was locked for the last time we had opened it. I can't explain how but the basement door somehow opened by itself. Not one of us had the keys to open it. Then she said that she felt something grab her during the night. Things started to escalate from there. She told me that one night she felt something sit on her bed she felt the mattress dip and she could not move the cover from underneath whatever was sitting on the bed. One morning I heard footsteps inside my room. It sounded as if someone was pacing in the entrance to my room. I felt a cold lick of fear run up my spine. There was nothing there. A couple of weeks later I woke up with the feeling that someone was watching me. My bed was pressed against the wall with one side facing the door. I woke up facing the wall and had the absolute certainty that if I turned over to face the door, something would be standing there watching me. I laid there with my eyes closed, slowly working up the courage to turn over and open my eyes. I finally did so, only to see that there was, of course, nothing there. After that, I just started feeling incredibly depressed inside that house. The relationship with some of my flatmates had broken down, and there was this incredibly toxic atmosphere all throughout the house. I eventually moved out before the lease was up and almost immediately started to feel better. Now, I'm a complete skeptic, and I can come up with thousands of explanations for all of these, the classic infrasound, sleep paralysis, etc, but here's the thing, I have never experienced sleep paralysis and it doesn't explain why some visitors have had their own experiences. While these things were going on, not once was I thinking about the note we received. We just thought it was a spooky prank and got on with life. But I wonder now if the previous tenants had had their own experiences, especially because it was room 7 that they told us was not vacant, and it was room 7 that seemed to have the most concrete experiences. I mentioned all of this to my mum, and she said she always felt like there was a foreboding atmosphere to the house. I never felt threatened by the presence, I just felt sad, deeply sad. These could all be just weird little coincidences... But there's just so much that happened there that it feels like it's all too much of a coincidence if that's the case especially since the houses on that street have been there since at least the 1800s i would love to look further into the history of the house to see if anything did happen there and i would love to speak to the previous tenants to see if they experienced anything i'm now in my final year of university and i've moved into a new flat and i'm so glad to say that it doesn't appear to be haunted at the moment And I'm doing much better now. Well, Lily, first of all, I would like to say that I am glad you are living in a new house and you are much happier there. Because let me tell you, there is nothing worse than being in a house that feels toxic or in a house that loads people that you're not getting on with. Because that, that is not cool. Not cool at all. It's interesting that kind of the minute you went into the house, you had that feeling of of like dread, not misery, it was dread that you said you felt... And I wonder if like that was being in a new place or, you know, I'm not obviously not trying to patronize your feelings, you know what I mean? But I'm just trying to get my head around it, really. But there are some places that do just give you that dread vibe. You go in and you're like, oh, oh no. And I wonder what it was about that cupboard under the stairs um, that gave you that feeling of dread. Like I know obviously your your the old tenant's rubbish is enough to give anybody a feeling of dread, but like was it a different room previously? Did something happen in there? And I and I honestly, if I was in the basement and I found that note that said, Don't drink the water and room seven is not vacant and I had already had that feeling of dread, you would you wouldn't even turn around and my bags would be packed and I'd be walking out the door. That'd be the last thing you'd see of me. One second I'd be standing beside you looking at this note, the next second you'll just see the door the front door closing. My bedroom's empty. I've vacated the building. I am out. And when you're a student as well, right, I'm going to say this because I was when I was reading this and I got to the bit where you said about your small pot going missing. My friend always says he has this saying where he's like as useful as a small pot or as handy as a small pot. You know what I mean? And uh, just to just to sum up, you know, how incredibly handy a small pot is. And when you're a student, you spend a lot of time eating things like instant noodles, you know, And a small pot is is a thing of glory and it's not something to be misplaced. And I wonder with these big, big old haunted houses or small haunted houses, where do these things go when they disappear? Where do they go? Where do they go? Is there like a room of requirement within that house somewhere where all of this lost shit is? You know what I mean? Or do they just get sucked into the ether and there they just float around in oblivion for for a couple of months until you move out like I don't know where all these things go to I do remember as well um I'm going through your story kind of chronologically but I remember when the last place that I worked in they used to have one of those automatic air fresheners in the corridor outside the toilet so every time you open the toilet door it would go off right and honest to Christ I cannot tell you how many times that thing made me jump out of my skin They are so scary when they go off when you're least expecting it. And there's no way I'd have that in my bedroom. You're a very brave person for having it in the bedroom. You know, what happened? What happened in room number seven? What happened in there? And it's hard to know what those houses, especially those houses of multiple occupancy, like so many people come and go. So many things happen to all of those tenants that is, you know, that you don't know about or what was it originally? Yeah, I, I, yeah, whatever it is, it did not, It did not give good vibes to you and your housemates and I'm glad that you got out and found somewhere new to stay because footsteps inside your room, like the basement door opening, like the housemates' chair spinning around, all of that is big nope vibes and feels like there was something else living in that house with you.
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: And story number two comes from Brianne. As a medium, I was taught that anytime someone that you know is past and you dream of them, but it feels like you are truly with them there, it is a visitation or a guardian angel dream. In 2011, my mother's mom passed away after spending 11 hours in hospice care. Grandma was a hairstylist, and I followed in her footsteps and was a stylist for 11 years. She was so proud of me for following in her footsteps. She would tell anyone who would stop and listen. Unfortunately, I never got the chance to see her before she passed away. I felt so guilty for taking vacation time to see my best friend in California, but I couldn't drive two and a half hours to see her. My church has a roundabout right outside on the street that goes by it. This was part of my dream. From one spot on the roundabout, you could see to the back parking lot. In my dream, I was in an older car, one that I never owned. I could see to the back lot and saw my grandma get out of a car and walk into the church. I was thinking to myself, does she know? Do I have to tell her she is dead? A few moments later, she walked over to me. I rolled the window down and asked meekly Do you know? She replied Yes, they told me inside. From this point I lost it in my dream. I started apologising and crying for not coming to see her and that I missed her. She told me We're good, I'm fine. This was how I was able to get closure on my grandma's passing. A short time later she came to me in another dream. She didn't talk at first but I remember asking her Are you going to start watching over me? Her reply was cryptic. You're catching on. And that was it. Grandma has since been to several of my dreams and I feel closer to her than I ever did before. Who better to be a guardian angel than a grandma? Now for the fun celebrity dream. I'm not sure if it was a guardian angel dream, but definitely felt like a visitation dream and I will take that. If you grew up during the 50s or 60s or had a parent from that era... You may have heard of the US TV show The Munsters, or Car 54, Where Are You? Fred Gwynn, who acted in both shows, came to my dream. He had the body of Herman, the character from The Munsters, but his normal head. He picked me up and hugged me in a tight squeeze, like that of someone who missed you dearly. I knew he attended Harvard University, and in the dream, I asked how it was to attend there. Again, not sure about the guardian angel part, but it definitely felt like a visitation. I have spoken about that loads of times before on the podcast and 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 uh, about visitation dreams and when you know somebody is dead in your dream it's said to be a visitation dream now I don't know where I heard that from I think I don't know if it's an old Irish thing or whatever but obviously it's it's kind of one of those things that's uh, universal do you know what I mean um if people are are interested in in the spiritual side of things and guardian angels and all that jam I definitely think that these guardian angel dreams or visitation dreams there's such a beauty to them It doesn't mean that for every person that has passed, if they don't come and visit you in your dream, it's not a good thing. You know, I know that lots of people get like, when am I going to get my visitation dream? And I don't think it works like that. And I think if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just really glad that, Brianne, you got to get your closure and say, look, I'm really sorry that I that I didn't come and see you. And, you know, so many people experience great guilt when somebody dies for lots of reasons they can be big reasons they can be small reasons they can be reasons that you know couldn't have been helped it just depends on the situation Um, and guilt I think is a really difficult emotion because it's it's kind of pointless you know it's it especially in situations like this but you can't tell yourself that at the time when you're feeling it you're feeling it so I'm really glad that you got to get that closure that you needed in that dream form and yeah, there's lots of things I don't believe you know there's lots of uh paranormal things that I don't believe in. I'm I'm I think I'm still pretty sceptical about a lot of things. But visitation dreams, because of the fact that they can really change somebody's mindset and really make somebody feel at peace and gain closure, I totally believe in them. And I I wouldn't say no to a celebrity visitation dream. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. So good good dead celebrity if you're listening. Come and give me a visitation dream. I'd find it very entertaining. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you to lily and brianne for sending in your stories remember the last story came from the 22nd of september 2022 and if you would like to send in your story you can do so by emailing it to at gmail.com. you can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and if you are desperate for extra content you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash life ghost stories where for five dollars a month or two dollars a month you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free and